0: Inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Reflections from the Heart. I'm Tom DeAngelis. I'm here sitting in for David Abel, who's out of town this week. I have with me Don Gleikman and Art O'Day. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, today's gospel will be that we're going to be reflecting on is from Luke chapter seventeen verses five to ten. So if you want to grab a gospel, uh, grab a Bible, if you've got a copy, you can look it up. It's Luke seventeen five to ten, and we'll be reflecting on that in just a minute. But before we do that, Art, would you like to open us with a prayer?
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Yeah, in this Sunday's Gospel, uh, the Lord reminds us the importance of faith and the importance of following Him. And so we pray. We pray, dear Lord, that you put faith in our heart, a faith that will never fail you, a faith that will instill in us always, always, always that, that you are the Creator, that you are the Master, that you are the Savior. We pray that... Our faith leads us to humble lives, lives in which we do not boast of ourselves, but rather we boast of Thee. And we ask these things in Your most holy name, for You are one with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
1: amen. the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And Don, would you um, like to read the Gospel for us, please? Surely. The Gospel according to Luke. The Apostles said
3: to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing and tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately, and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me and to eat? Put on your apron, and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished." Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded, so should it be with you when you 've done all that you've been commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. we have done what we were obliged to do. the gospel of the Lord praise, praise you Lord Jesus, you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ
1: the first thing that that occurred to me um, as I reflected on this uh, read it over right before the right before our broadcast here was this uh, idea of faith and how the apostles are asking to increase our faith. And one of the things that occurred to me is that um, I should more frequently pray to Jesus that same prayer, you know, Lord, increase my faith. Um, the the other thing is that I I know that over the years that I have come to uh, understand faith in a, a dramatically different way, that I see it more, you know, it's kind of like the older I get, the more childlike I am in, in seeing faith. It's more... You know, like when I when I first used to think about it as a teenager, as a young adult, it was okay. I believe in these things, but now I really see it as a posture in life. I really see it as, you know, when things aren't going well, it's not a matter of well, what can I do? It's Lord, help me. Your will be done, and then what comes to me is usually the best thing to do you know what you know instead of thinking of it as being you know sourced in my own wisdom or my own uh, you know intellectual ability it's really let me reflect on what it is from god's heart that i need to be doing here in this difficult situation so uh, and i guess as we get older we try to stay out of those difficult situations <laughs> but for the but for the most part you know that's uh, and it's a it's a different sense of surrender and giving up to god in a, in a different way so i don't know if, if you guys have any experience of that, or uh, is, well, I
2: I, th- I think that you know I think faith you know for the Christian is 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 the prime motivator of of, of everything. Um, you know we, um, we 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 as we get older, as at least as I'm getting older, I start seeing things more and more with the eyes of faith. You know, um, you know. It's it's like when you when, when when you get close to this you know this election year and you start hearing all the noises that are coming out. You know, what what is what is it that the Lord is really wants us to do here? I mean, how does He want us to you know to to bring the gospel message in this world that's it's becoming more and more godless? Um, you know, and and and. Faith is that precious, precious gift from God that allows us to see and to act in this world that's contrary to the things that are happening today. I mean, I don't have to go through a litany of this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we, we, could, we could all go through this, right? You know, yeah. um, go right down the whole thing. But, um, but faith, you know, brings us to the Lord. It brings everything back, you know, brings everything back to Him. And without faith, we're nothing. And I got a question, though, too. When reading this gospel— did any of us get a sense that the Lord is rebuking the, the disciples? I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, Lord, increase our faith. And then he turns around, and he says, well, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. For crying out loud, you guys don't have any faith, yeah. is what it sounds like to me. And then he goes yeah. on this almost like a diatribe, you know, about, you know, you're just a servant. You know, mm-hmm. and not only that, but you're an unprofitable one. You know, and you're an unworthy one. Um, you know, I, I kind of got a sense. I was, uh, I, I went to mass here um, yesterday, and and Father Arena mentioned something about asking, you know, God for things, and and I thought about this gospel, and the apostles were saying, increase our faith. They haven't even asked for faith in the first place. They haven't even asked for the gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's almost almost arrogant, you know, that that they would ask for something to be increased. It's like, well, look at what we've done. I mean, we've shared in your ministry. You cast out demons. Hey, you've given us the power to cast out demons. We can do the same thing as you, Lord. So we must have faith. So increase it. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, you haven't even asked for it first. And how yeah. many times I do not get on my knees and just say, God, give me faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to launch into it, and I just want to be, you know, I mean, this, this he humbles them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, I'm the master, and you're going to serve on me. You're going to serve on my word. I mean, I don't know if you guys got any sense of that, that it was like a rebuke.
3: Well, I had a different perspective, Art, and that was that Well, already, that's why there's three of us here, yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Already the disciples have given up everything they had. And I was thinking about that this, this morning. Not only did they give up their their homes and mm-hmm. the food they had, but just think about what happens when you change your routine. They changed their entire routines. Peter had a wife. Who knows if they had families? But these people gave up everything already, mm-hmm. and were following Christ. So they were saying, well, faith is somewhat like loyalty. They're somewhat the same thing, and we've already shown you that. Right. So just increase it. Can you increase it? And then he berates them. Yeah. Well, grace is a gift. Right. And you can't expect pay because pay is like something you end up deserving. Right. And this is nothing you deserve. It's just given to you because I love you.
2: It's unmerited, isn't it? Right. Exactly.
3: But it seems to me that they were saying not we're totally unworthy. They were saying we already already did something. Just help us to grow and become better.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that's, you know, I, I, I didn't think of it that way. I, that's, 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 pretty, that's pretty awesome.
3: There's, a, there's another thing, too, and that is that in ancient times, when the family was very, very poor,
0: mm-hmm.
3: they sometimes—the uh, word gave is, is hard here. They gave their child to another family to live with the other, fam- the other family as a servant so that the child could be fed by the other family who was a, perhaps a little better off than they were. In that case, the child was expected to do the chores, to do the things that were, were expected of that servant. And yet at the same time, they weren't treated like a badly like a slave. They were treated like a servant, and they were given their sustenance because mm-hmm. the family could not afford that. Well, here these people were very much—these disciples were somewhat the same. They gave up what they had in order to gain a different kind of a sustenance. And I can see, in that case, asking for more faith. But then to be, re- be rated is, is, is rather difficult.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is rather difficult. You know, I, I I think, you know, once you have faith, I guess we can, you know, we should pray for an increase of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know you got it? You know, I mean, how do you know that it's really from the heart? I guess this is where I'm at. This is, this is my space. Yeah. How do you know it's from the heart and that your mind and your heart... Is truly is truly with the Lord in faith, and it's not coming from us. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. Sense? No,
1: exactly. I, I, let me just throw this out. I think one of the things when you're living with the second person of the Blessed Trinity mm-hmm. here, you know, the Son of God, is uh, you see what He's doing. You see the healing that He's that He's uh, that He's doing for people. You see the, the people who are flocking to Him because He can take care of them. He can feed them. He can do all these things for them and they're looking at this and saying how do i do this you know mm-hmm. how do i measure up how do i at least follow somewhat in his footsteps and then he you know and even before this pre- previous to this in luke's gospel anyway he, you know he sends them out Two by two, he sends them out to do what he did, and they come back, and they're all excited because even the even the demons are subject to, you know to your name you know when, when we call them out and so that's one thing I mean they've had a little bit of a taste, and you know none of us <laughs> go around casting out demons i mean we're in a different era now and and our faith really is different, but I think when you're looking at it from the apostles' perspective. That, you know, they, they saw that, and and in some ways, I think the expectation was, you're going to go do what I'm doing, you know? And he sent not only the 12 out, but he sent 72 out, yeah. you know, previous to this. Now, how does that apply in our life is, I think we, you know, when I referenced my faith when I was a younger man, mm-hmm. a teenager and even before, you know, there was an innocence when I made my first communion, there was a faith that, I, you know, I wish I could get back to some days because I just had an absolute belief in the presence of Christ and the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist and that he was coming into my heart in a way that I had never experienced before. And I looked yeah. forward to it for seven years, you know, I and mean, most of those seven years that I was at least awake. As I got older, you get a little bit more intellectual, a little bit more skeptical, a little bit more, you know, challenging that still there's faith. There's something there. At least there wasn't my life. I mean, some people have talked about losing their faith. Mm -hmm. But then as we get older, you say, well, okay, this is what it used to be, but what should it be now? You know, now I've got a family. Now I understand what it's like to be a father, you know, and be on the hot seat for providing for one, two, then three girls and a wife and a home and to accomplish our goals. And all of a sudden, it's like faith is a different from what it was when I was in high school. You know so, and as we get older, more and more challenges, you know our parents get get ill, you know there's deaths in the family, there's challenges, there's you know car accident, one of your kids is in, you know something mm-hmm. it just it grows and develops, and I think it there's a there's a thread that runs through it that we can say, yes, that's faith, but when you when I look at my faith today and I look at my faith forty years ago. It's almost like they're different fruits, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe that's a good analogy. You know, when you look at it, at the blossom and then you look at the fruit there, they are completely different in some ways. But there's a continuity there, you know, when you look at the, the apple blossom and then you see the apple, they're not the same thing. So something maybe about, that's part something of it,
3: something about faith when when we're found, challenged with a difficulty and when something faces us that we cannot handle that faith usually results in prayer. Mm -hmm. And prayer automatically increases faith. And so that's sort of a self-nourishing, self-growing fruit. And you mentioned something a moment ago about us not expelling demons, and I, I would tell you that I have. Because my wife, in her pure, wholesome Christianity, was raised to believe those things that, as a child, I believed. Her mother raised her to believe that God was her father. And she taught me things like how to smell Satan and told me, also taught me how to, when I smell Satan, to rebuke him and make him run. And I won't tell you that right now. It's rather loud. But, but she shown me how to do that. And I have many, many occasions sensed the spirit of Satan or his minions around me and expelled them. Because within the power of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we can do exactly that. It's not we. It's the power of Jesus. And in his name, I can repel them. When Father Green was at our house and he was feeling very ill one evening, Mm -hmm. he said to me, do you have a miraculous medal? Mm -hmm. And I gave him a miraculous medal and he held it in one hand and put it to his forehead. In the other hand, he held a cross and he put that to his forehead. And he started praying rather quietly. And half an hour later, he was a new man, totally revived and healthy again. Mm-hmm. I think we can rebuke Satan and all of
1: the all of the evil spirits. And I think I think that grows with our faith. Yeah, and I, and I think we you know we've you, you you've heard that phrase, the eyes of faith. You know, and sometimes I mean I made a general statement. I think we are called to be christ to other people and that may be in in a circumstance that i haven't had to confront but you know certainly there are situations like that where my children were sick and uh, you know we would pray together we'd pray to the you know to the to the blessed mother and uh you know they'd be good to go the next morning or something so so i i have no doubt that those things are are effective and that we're called to that uh it's just uh, is, that's not my that's not our ministry I mean we don't have people whose ministry is at least most of the time I mean I'm, there are exorcists in the church there are people who's who are called to do that that kind of work so um but I think, uh, generally speaking as we're called as disciples of Christ as opposed to the, the you know the apostles that we're looking at here their ministry is much more direct directly Christ to other people and the establishment of the church so for us, it's really the propagation of it. That doesn't mean it requires less faith. That I think our eyes have to look out in the world and see the world the way that it, it's presented to us, and then our faith grows out of that. And it could be in the situation like you mentioned, Don, that you know that it is a matter of a miraculous medal and a crucifix that you know that that uh, that, that deals with evil spirits in our lives. But those are examples. And yeah. the
3: examples you gave with your children, it was the children whose faith grew. Mm-hmm. because of what you did as a, as a mentor and here christ is their he's much more but he was like their mentor he he had not yet revealed to them that he was going to ask him to establish a church he was instead saying just sort of follow me and come with me and do what i do and, and it, copy what i'm doing
2: it was the first seminary wasn't it exactly yeah, you know, exactly yeah. they're
3: just in year one right now yeah, and yeah. and and as they were going along, I should think their spirits were buoyed up a great deal in ordinary challenges to life to see how the Lord responded by calling upon God the Father first instead of saying, let me see if I can handle this and if I can't, well, I'll turn it over to God. Yeah. So Jesus said, let's turn it over to God first.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's what's in—I guess, <laughs> Good what you, you know, for what I'm taking away from what you're saying is it's what's in the heart. You know, it's not that, you know, we can do what Jesus wants and therefore we have a claim on, on his grace. You know, there's nothing that I can do in this world that would, you know, that would make a claim on God for anything it's 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 i think you said it earlier it's 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 a free gift uh, it, you know it's it's not merited and it just shows me how much god loves us that that he would he would reveal himself through through faith or as you say the eyes of faith you know he would reveal himself that way to us it, it, what what great love that he would just mm-hmm. want to bring us to him and and like them he you know unprofitable servants unworthy servants that we are because we sin you know and and, and it's and it's because of that that we, we we need him. We need his love, we need his faith. We need his gentleness, you mm-hmm. know um, and sometimes we need his roughness. sometimes I, I sometimes I sit in prayer and I, I I hear in my heart I'm being rebuked because my motives aren't pure. yeah, you know. Well, I'm it's,
1: sure we've all been there. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: you know, uh, just especially you know, if you sit in Eucharistic adoration and it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hear the murmuring of the heart—not just your heartbeat, but you can hear the murmuring of your heart. And it—and it's in those moments that God is speaking, to, at least to me. Yeah, and I think for many other people, I've had other people share that with with me as well.
1: And and you know, living with Jesus, the disciples, I—I'm, you know, in the process of listening to an audio book of the New Testament. I'm in the Gospels right mm-hmm. now, and and just to hear the stories over and over again, to hear them audio, you know. Um, while I'm driving usually, but it's just a good reflection. But it must have been like being on a roller coaster to live with Jesus because one time he's gentle and he's, you know, the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. and he's 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 you know he's talking about the Beatitudes. And another time, you know, I mean, re- reflect on the situation where, you know, he asks the apostles, who do men say that I am? And they say, well, you know, this person and this person and this person. Who do you say I am? And Peter jumps in and he says you're this you're the son of God you know and and then turn right around the second time, and jesus- ta- starts talking about his passion, and Peter says, "Lord, God forbid that that should happen to you and then he gets rebuked right mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in the same paragraph you know, so it must have been in some case like whoa geez i didn't realize I stepped in that I just thinking I was being you know sensitive here i don't want you to die, but and and then again, I think there was a there was also another story that I remember where Jesus falls asleep on the boat and they're going across and then mm-hmm. a squall comes up, and he gets up and Lord Lord, we're, don't you care that we're perishing? And he gets up and calms the sea, and then he takes it as a lesson to say, "What's the matter with you guys? Don't you have any faith? You know yeah. what? Did, what's the matter with you? Why yeah. why did you wake me up? Why didn't you take care of it yourself? Kind of thing, you know." So it's like on the one hand, he stills the sea and demonstrates the power of God. And that, on the other hand, he tells them, "What's the matter with you guys? You know, so you're having the King of the Universe rebuke you, you know, after you woke him up because you were just worried about drowning, you know." You, so,
2: do you think he's 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 really trying to purify their hearts and the, oh, their yeah, minds? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: but uh, I mean, for these guys, uh, you know, as they're growing in their awareness and growing in their faith, you know, their eyes of faith are becoming more and more clear. Uh, it must have been a real challenge because this is how the Lord teaches. He gives, and then he whacks you in the side of the head, and then he does this, and then you you go you, you go up the mount with him, and you know there's a there's a transfiguration, and then you come down, and he says, don't tell anybody about it, you know. So it, it must have been really. Uh, you know, a a roller coaster to be with the ups and downs there. But but at the same time, I mean, you look at that and you say, that's the best school of faith because Mm -hmm. he, he has compassion at times. He's gentle. He says, this is the way it works. And then he puts you into the squall and says, let me see you. Let me see your faith now. Let me see, you know, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to be, um, you know, uh, scourged and crucified, and but don't tell anybody. You know yeah. about it just yet. So.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I was I was thinking about this too. It, you know, it's kind of funny. He's, he's also saying, you know, um, you know, I'm the master. You know, and I expect you to wait on me. But then, what does he turn around and do? You know, he puts on at one point, you know, he he takes off his robe. He puts a towel around himself and he proceeds to wash Mm -hmm. their feet Mm -hmm. and he proceeds to feed them at the last supper on his on his body and blood in the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and then he tells them to go forth in the world and to do the same thing. You know, uh, you know, wash each other's feet, you know, which is a symbolism of, you know, take care of each other. Right. You know, humble yourself. Don't you know, just because I'm making you. If you will, my first bishops, you know, and I'm putting you in charge of my church. You know, that doesn't mean that you are going to be like the emperor. or You're going to be like a king. You know, you're going to be a servant, mm-hmm. just like I was a servant. You know, uh, it's just it, it, it blows my mind.
3: It was a complete change of the economy these men had experienced. Mm-hmm. Their economy was one whereby, if they kept, kept their nets repaired so there were no holes, if they worked all night long. If they labored hard, perhaps they'd catch a bunch of fish, and if they caught a bunch of fish, they would provide for their sustenance for the next week and for their family. But Jesus says, all you need is faith in me. Follow me. Be loyal to me. And if you do that, you will be fed by my father as I am fed by my father each day. What? Excuse me? I mean, this is a complete change of the culture. You don't have to earn my grace you can't earn my grace if you can earn my grace it's payment Mm -hmm. it's a paycheck and it's once and done right but at the same time if if it's you accept it as a gift the entire economy changes but at the same time that loyalty and the prayer that grows through that faith can help us to grow in our ability to be more dependent upon him
2: it's a gift that multiplies, right? I mean, it's exactly. like he gives you the gift of faith and we're in the apostles and I guess us mm-hmm. are supposed to go out and give it away. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a gift to be given, you know, you pass it on, um, uh, it's 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 how God does things. Yeah. You know, be fruitful and multiply. You know, be fruitful and multiply, not just to fill the earth with children. Yeah. But here, be fruitful and multiply, you know, with faith. You know, pass the faith on. Pass my message on. You know, baptize in my name. Preach the gospel, you know. And if need be, like they all did, die for me, mm-hmm. you know.
3: And the way you multiply is by giving things away or subtracting.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
3: subtracting and multiplying. <laughs> well, you know, and,
1: and again, uh, I'm listening to this audio book, and in fact, just this morning, I remember hearing this where Jesus said, when I sent you out without a money bag, without a walking stick, without sandals, without a, did you lack for anything? And they mm-hmm. said, no, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, that's the that's the way it works. That's the way that we play the game, basically, is what he said. I mean, he didn't say it exactly like mm-hmm. that, but but that's, that's the way it is when you have faith in the Father. And I'm, I'm also looking at this from the standpoint Point of if you're the servant you know when you brought up about the servantship of Jesus at the Last Supper I think that's that's the graduate school I think the the undergraduate school is you're a servant and faith is something that you you develop by using it by serving by being you know in that it, it's an un, it, you're an unprofitable servant use the faith and and use it to your advantage and get better at it you know it's almost like a skill that you have to develop it's a confidence in god really so
2: i think that's why you know we, we uh, i'm going back to the seminary I- idea, I think that's why you know men go away for four years. You know they start out. You know you start very low. You start basically studying philosophy, and then you move into theology, and you move on and on and on, and eventually they let you loose on on a parish. You know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you know, and then you or a hospital or something, and you start. You know, you start learning ministry. You start really learning. You you, you have to learn. The truths of the church before you can go out and you can give it, right. you know. Right. Um, and and I think for us lay people too, there's just so many things. I mean, I just think about the little things that you put out in 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 the parishes and in in and in mm-hmm. the schools, the, you know, those little pamphlets and those little audio CDs, yeah, you know, on how they work, but, yeah, you know. Give us this day our daily bread, I guess we pray.
1: And and too, as we grow in our faith, um, I I hope this week that we all take the opportunity to. Uh, as the apostles did pray to the Lord to increase our faith, but also recognize, because as I think he's saying here, it's not about, you know, um, being served at table. It's about going out and being of service. And that's how we increase our faith. It's not about, you know, it's not about coming back to the table and being waited on. We learn faith by practicing our faith, by using our faith, by growing in our faith. So I thank Don and uh, Art for being here today. And uh, uh, again, we'll, we'll pray for you and please pray. For for us, as our good bishop used to say. And uh, I hope you have a great Sunday and a great week. Take care. God bless you.
2: Thank
0: you. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. Or call us at 717-367-0100.